Our mission is really to elevate our perspective, perceive the big picture, and then identify kingdom practices and cultures. The church itself, that's the body of Christ. That's right. the people in the church. You're not a chicken in a chicken coop. You're an eagle meant to fly. The church isn't a building. The church are the people. The kingdom of God doesn't exist there. The kingdom of God exists by faith, seeing what's going on in a supernatural way. The Bible says, what will it gain you to gain the whole world but to lose your soul? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Uprising podcast, where our mission here is to elevate our perspective, perceive the big picture, and identify kingdom culture and practices. I'm your host, Brian Burkholder. And I'm Alex Hedrick. And we are so happy to have you guys back with us. Uh, we're going to start again, as we always do, with what's up in the news. And uh, we're going to go talk again uh, this week about the uh, Hillsong scandal, uh, a a documentary uh, just dropped, uh, just detailing everything that has been going on at Hillsong Church for 30 years and, and kind of the, the swirl surrounding what's happening. Uh, several churches, uh, Hillsong campuses, have dropped uh, the Hillsong branding and have become their own churches now, uh, independent churches from Hillsong. And uh, we just want to talk a little bit about that and, um, again, not place place blame or judgment or um or you know we're not happy that it's it's happening but we do want to talk about it again because uh again this is something so uh monumental and has so many um dominoes that fall uh in the church world we just want to talk about it again so alex you said you binge watched the documentary that just came out this week uh <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh the documentary and um uh, give us a little bit of context uh, if you've never listened to our podcast before we'll give you a little bit of context about what's been going on with hillstone church uh, with their uh senior pastor what, what this global head honcho senior pastor whatever his title is and um and and so i'll, I'll let alex do that as uh, we go in on what's up today yeah yeah so if you haven't been following this story basically brian houston has kind of been embroiled in this um uh, scandal that really started with his dad. And, and if you don't know the history, his dad started Hillsong, or I think it was called the Hills Christian Center at the time, and uh, admitted to some child molestation. And um, then those victims came forward, and, and apparently Brian knew about it. There are literally minutes from meetings about um, what to do about it. They tried to pay off some of the victims. And anyway, this all ended up with a royal um, uh, commission, inquis you know, basically inquisition into why these weren't reported. And so Brian has actually been pulled into some courtrooms about it. And so that has been the scandal prior. But actually, the there's a docuseries that just dropped this week. It's on Discovery Plus. You can watch it for free for seven days, I think. It's a three-part series, and I binged it because I have been following this for a really long time, and I would not say I am happy that this has happened, but I am encouraged because I have known about some of the scandals that the little ones for years, and I truly believe God is long-suffering. I, I believe that He will hold back his hand in things for as long as he can. But then when the cries of his people, especially the marginalized and hurt, uh, 
get too great, God will vindicate his people. And um, in this case, Brian's original scandal has opened up several other scandals. And that is what the docuseries is about. Is there, are there all these scandals now out surrounding this one global church? And it's about how they started and then how they got there. And it's been fascinating to watch and I would encourage everyone to watch it. It is not bitter. It is well done. They use documentation. Uh, they are they have tried to honor the journalistic theories and just get their sources right, get video, get you know documents. So it was handled very well. I didn't come away from it feeling like Hillsong was a terrible place. I came away feeling like wow, this is what happens when uh, you have such a big church that it becomes run like a corporation. And is it any wonder when corporate issues like greed, abuse, power come into play? And so I highly encourage you to write it, I mean, to uh, watch it. And then um, Brian, for me, I felt like it was very, um, you know, Hillsong is like this big mothership of megachurch. Like it's one of the first megachurches. It's been around for 40 years in one way or another. And so I think what was interesting for me is that I didn't watch it to kind of get the skinny on Hillsong. I watched it because their influence in um, megachurch culture in America and really just church culture in general is uh, unfathomable. I don't think you can measure it. Um, And so because they have such influence, these are the things that are trickling down in churches in America. And so I was watching it for that, um, to look at what's trickling down. And it didn't surprise me um, what was trickling down, which was a lot of abuse of power and a lot of covering up of issues to to manage their image. That's what I kind of came away from it with is their biggest downfall is that they tried so hard to manage their image that they hurt the people they were trying to serve. So I don't know. What, yeah. what about you, Brian? What's your thoughts on it? You and I talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, I would just say, like, um, you know, I I don't think I don't think we should again we should be like rejoicing that, that this stuff is coming out and hurting the name of both the church at large and the name of Jesus. Like, this hurts this hurts the reputation of Jesus. But uh, I think I think Jesus is more interested in protecting his sheep and protecting his flock than he is about his own reputation. So I think Jesus, Jesus himself, uh, is, is, uh, releasing the, uh, the chain, if you will. And, and this this is going to kind of lead right into our topic today, which is going to be the difference between, uh, a covering of grace and mercy versus covering up. We're gonna so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that difference today as we move into uh, into our, our the main body of the podcast today, and so I'll 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 segment us there. But as far as the news itself, it 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 grieves me because I believe that I believe that they even throughout the leadership structure of Hillsong Church because I know some of them personally are amazing people who love Jesus and want His kingdom to be. Um, propagated around the earth, <laughs> you know, like that's their heart is that is that people get set free through the power of the name of Jesus. So uh, this is not a this 
the issue here is not a judgment of people's heart and intent uh, uh, necessarily, but that that uh, that heart and intent to serve the kingdom of God can very very quickly turn into uh, a a wall to hide behind, if that makes sense. So, uh, Alex, as we transition here. Mm-hmm into um the main body of the podcast let's let's talk about rising up to understanding um and again we say this on every podcast but as we move into rise up here we're not the gurus we don't purport to be gurus we just want we want to share our two cents with you so to get your mind going to get your heart thinking to get your spirit activated so that you can discover what God's saying to you personally about these things and not just take our word for it or to take the news's word for it or to take your pastor's word for it but to take God's word for it and take in uh be be a Berean, take in as much information as possible, and then go see if these things are true. So, um, uh, Alex, you again, we know you're the counselor one. You're the empath between us. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to ask you. I'll let you start it off. Um, let's let's delve into this topic today of what's the difference between covering and showing grace and not exposing people. What's the difference between that and then covering up? and hiding things uh that hurt people what how what's the line there and um and how do you see those two things as different yeah it's a great question i think the first thing i would start with is what is what is the um who has been the audience of the sin right so is this a personal sin where the you know the audience is this person's family or is this more of a public sin? Like this happens in the midst of people, in the midst of people, right? Sure. Um, and and I think and I think of I you know a great biblical example I think of is like Peter, who's preaching um, kind of a Jewish gospel, like you, you know you you can convert to Jesus, but you still have to follow all these rules, right? And he's doing it publicly. He he is in the public square teaching, and literally Paul calls him out in the public square. He does yep. not take him aside and be like, hey, man, that was terrible teaching. Let me set you straight. He calls him out in the midst of people because because he's putting a heavy burden on people. His sin is public. And so yeah. his call out is, you know, and so I think of that when I think of like the first difference is, is who is who is audience, who is privy to that sin, right? Because you don't want to take a sin that was very private that nobody would have known about otherwise and just put it on blast, Um you know, like I'm thinking of things like marital issues. And, you know, um, I think the church that I came from was actually really good for the most part about taking somebody's private issues and just letting them be private until the point that right. they affected their public ministry. And if it and if they did affect their public ministry, then it was public. And I really value that because I think there there's that. So so that's the first the first thing is if the sin is public, so should the apology and the call out be. Because it yeah. means that there's paint splashed. I, I love Chris Valatin's example. He says, you know, when you make a mistake, you drop paint in a room and it splatters everywhere. And if there's nobody else in the room, it doesn't touch anybody, right? But if there's other people right, in your right. your world that are that you're leading you know, that that you're leading, that you're teaching, that you're mentoring, then the paint spills on them too. And then it's your responsibility right. to clean up whoever that paint splashes. So I think that's a great example. So that that would be the first thing I would say. I think <clears throat> I think the second thing that I would say is 
that if um, I would say that there is a difference between covering in the spiritual sense and then letting people feel natural consequences. And I think we get that mixed up. I think sometimes I think sometimes we feel like, okay, well, we're going to cover this person, but um, that means also that we need to cover up any natural consequences. So, you know, if to use Brian Houston as an example, I don't doubt his heart towards his dad, right? This this very public scandal that's happening. I don't doubt his heart towards his father to love on him and to cover him. And and I think at one point um, early on in the scandal, they were even saying like love covers. Yes, it does. And I would not fault him for covering him spiritually. So I'm going to be there for him. I'm going to pray with him. I am not going to break covenant with him in relationship just because he did something terrible. I, as long as he wants the relationship, I'm going to extend it. Like to, That's great covering. But right. then we move into covering up when we say, I have to protect my dad from any natural consequences. I have to make sure that his victims never come up. And if they do, we're going to pay them off, you know, and that turns into covering up because then you're playing control. You're not letting God control it. You're controlling it. And it may feel great to try to protect people from the consequences of their sin, but it doesn't help them and it doesn't help the victim and it doesn't really help the church. And so I think we mistake that a lot. And I've seen a lot of pastors Mm. um, do that. You know, they, they, in the documentary, they played this clip, public clip from Brian after a worship pastor had been uh, discovered that he had been going to parties with some of the students of the Hillsong, uh, the Hillsong um, college that's there and would make advances on them, fondle them. And Brian made a very public outcry and said, this is not a man who is a predator. He's a man that got drunk and made some bad mistakes. And then he also publicly tweeted material to kind of discredit those girls. And again, I don't doubt his heart towards this person. He was trying to protect the person he loved. And we can do that without trying to keep the consequences of their natural sin uh, which should have been jail time or a report or, right. you know, right. those kind of things. Uh, Brian and I always joke. It's a lot. It's it's like trying to play. Uh, it's like trying. It's like Star Wars. You know, it's it's like they built the empire to keep the peace. Uh, but to keep the right. peace is really code for control. It just doesn't feel like mm-hmm. that in the midst of it. Right. In the midst of it, you feel like you're just keeping the peace. So anyway, those are the two defining factors for me that I would say. Um, are the differences. Um, what about you, Brian? What would you say uh, to that same question? What, how, do we, how do we draw the line between I'm going to cover people well and I'm covering up? So I would say when the grace of God, when the mercy of the blood of Jesus is applied to a situation, this, this is what I found to be true both personally, privately, like in my marriage and publicly in ministry and with friends and in any kind of relationship, when I feel completely free from the punishment of God, we reference 1 John 4, right? When I feel completely free from the punishment of God uh, because of what Jesus did, and my focus is on Jesus, I can admit to any, like anything that I've done carnally, no matter how heinous, whatever the degree is. So let me tell a quick story. So um, I, I I was getting ready to go to Israel with a friend, 
and he uh, he's a very pretty wealthy friend, and he was going to use uh, miles to pay for us to go to Israel. Uh, it was going to be a super fun trip. That night, uh, I had a strong like no from God, very strong no from God. The next day, um, he's like in the middle of buying tickets, and I feel this same strong no from God in the middle of him buying the tickets. And I pushed, I pushed God down. And I was like, "No, I want to go to Israel," and and so I just felt so uh, such conviction from the Holy Spirit that like you you may not go to Israel right now. You may not do it, just like Paul and the apostles when they when God told them you can't go to Asia right now. I felt that. I felt that no from the Holy Spirit, and so I called my friend and I was like, "Listen, I know you just bought these tickets on your points, but." God is telling me no, and I'm so sorry I didn't tell you before. I will pay you back whatever, whatever it is. I will pay it back. You know, whatever the cost was, I'll fit. Well, and I and I just felt, but I felt the grace of God on me. It didn't mean that I was asking Him to not make me pay back what I, basically, what I just stole from Him. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't asking Him to not. Uh, I didn't say, please cover me. Uh, no, like. This is my friend. I needed to pay him back. So this is a small example. So I just declared, like, this is something that I did. I just declared the grace of God over it. I knew that whatever God, however God was going to help me pay him back, I was going to pay him back a ticket to Israel. So five minutes later, I, and I just felt such peace. It, I, like, I was still going to have to pay for the consequences of the delay, right? I was still going to have to pay for it. So I felt such peace, like God's going to help me take care of this. I'm covered by the grace of Jesus, um, but but I'm going to have to pay him back. Um, so five minutes later, he calls back and he's like, I called them back. They never do this, but they gave me all my points back. It's all good. It's all covered. No problem. So I, 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 that's a small example, but I feel like that's that's the way the grace of God works is no matter what the payback is, uh, he's going to help us, whether it's uh, whether it's jail time or whether it's an angry wife or whether it's whatever it is, there's a grace on it because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. It doesn't mean you don't have to reconcile the relationships horizontally, if that, does, if that makes sense. So I hope yeah. that story helps, and, and um, it's a small example, I know, but it, it, is, the, it is the example I use of, of being willing when the grace of God's covering something, you go, God's going to help me take care. I got, I got, I got God. He's going to help me take care of this, this mess that I made uh, because the blood of Jesus is so awesome. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. Uh, when, when we try to hide, when we, when we try to cover up, that's actually, that's actually like allowing in the enemy, the, the, spirit of guilt and shame and condemnation that's act so the act of covering up isn't grace that's actually shame and guilt and condemnation so to say that's grace is the is the opposite of what it actually is so when there's grace applied i can then confess my sin one to another so that I, i that i might i might be healed I don't have to confess my sin to God. He already knows. It's already covered by the blood of Jesus. I just apply that blood, and now I can say, oh, you know what I did? I really offended you, Alex, or I really offended you, uh, whomever. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, 
I need to earn my trust back with you. And for something as heinous as a sexual assault, earning trust means jail time. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's part that's part of it. And but God's but but putting it in the hands back of the Lord and not trying to cover it up is actually is actually how grace is applied to a situation. So I know I preached a little bit mm. there, but um, but I hope that example helps. No, it totally does. What I hear you saying is that right now, at least, the evangelical world is really dealing with a lot of shame. Yeah. Because, you know, if you don't have shame, you have nothing to prove, nothing to lose, and everything to gain. Right. Right? Um, but but I feel like people who cover up are, are um, really aware that they might have stuff to lose. Yeah. And stuff to prove. Yeah. And that keeps it, that keeps it in secret. That keeps it hidden. So that's good. That's a good reminder for everybody. What would you say? I'm just curious about your answer, Brian. I don't think we talked about this early, but but I'm I'm curious about what it looks like. You know, if we're not um, going to cover, you know, if we're not going to cover up, right. what does healthy covering look like um, for something like this? You know, you've been in. Gosh, I don't even know how many churches over the years. Yeah, yeah. And in, in very different denominations, by the way, Brian has a very has a wealth of knowledge in different denominations because they've been they've been varied. And I think you even served at a Hillsong church. I did. Um, and so, yeah. So, um, what is it? What does it even look like um, for for the for us to healthily walk? Because I don't think we're having a lot of the conversations. I think the world is having conversations about what it doesn't look like, right? Right. But we can talk all day about what we shouldn't be doing, but what should we be doing? What does that look like on the healthy side of things? Yeah. So I think I love, I love your Chris Valton example. Cause I think that's a great example that the bigger the church corporation, the bigger the paint splatter. So yeah, um, you're, you're going to have to clean up a lot of messes. Um, but guilt and shame and hiding doesn't clean up messes. Only, only exposing the truth uh, doesn't mean you're not covered by grace. I'd also say that um, uh, my mom, my mom, I, I'm a Forrest Gump guy, so Mama always said, "If you're not part of the problem or solution, it's gossip." So if a person, mm. if a person is not part of the problem or the solution. And hasn't been invited in by the offended or offending parties. Um, it at that point, at that point, it's gossip. So you're um, uh, the the whole we joke about it in the church, but because it's so real, like pray for so and so, they're going through such and such and such and such. Like that's just it's just trying to spiritualize gossip. <laughs> so um, I don't think uh, I don't think we should uncover people or even talk about issues that other people have no um, say in, but there's literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people because of the influence of Hillsong church that are affected by this. The paint is literally all over the world. The mess is all over the world. So the solution is going to have to be global. Um, mm. uh, so, um, uh, and it should it should have been uncovered a long long time ago but the but we've talked about this before we don't have time to go into it in this podcast but the issues are so systemic in the in the organizational structure 
of of how we have structured uh, the church in the last 40 years in, in Western uh, Protestant churches. Um, the, the issues are systemic. They're, um, it has to do with giving uh, power and authority to one main guru who's your, who's your head guru, and we're going to follow this guru, and we're going to... Um, and there's a whole system of people propping this guy up and it happens in churches of a uh, hundred thousand happens in churches of a thousand and happens in churches of a hundred. <laughs> so the size is not the issue. It is the, the systemic mindset of we're going to prop up this guy as our guru and put uh, uh rubber stamps. We all saw the rubber stamp session with Putin. It's that happens in every church. You got you got a panel of guys giving a rubber stamp to the guy who's just deciding everything for everybody. Um, so uh, I, I think I think that's the I've, I've got on, on a little bit of rabbit trail, but mm. I think that's that's the um, the main issue with covering versus covering up is who's who's affected, and if if you're not being honest with anybody who's affected, you're covering up, and if you're taking it to more than the people that are effective. That's that's removing covering um, and removing grace from the situation. If that makes sense, yeah, totally. Well, and it's so so interesting. But I uh, I just happened to see right before this podcast. I, I just happened to see on a whole separate issue um, a response from the church that John MacArthur leads towards allegations that they ended up uh, basically excommunicating this lady because she wouldn't leave her husband, and he ended up in prison for child molestation. Mm. Um, and so anyway, but I just happened to read the church's statement and the church's statement basically accuses everyone who's upset about this case of gossip mongering. And, uh, um, that, you know, if you're not directly involved with individuals, um, then, you know, you don't have any, um, uh, reason to be talking about it. And I was thinking about that as, with the pain example, I'm thinking, well, actually they do because you're a huge name and there were lots of people in that room and that right. the church discipline was public. Right. So they, the church they, discipline they was public. It, it the church made the, it public. From, from the, <laughs> right. <laughs> the ladies, right. not anybody right. else. They so, made it public. So I'm like, hold on. Wait a second. Right. So I'm like, hold on, hold on. So you're getting mad at everybody for talking about this and basically calling us all gossip mongers, but you made it public. You splashed paint. You invited everyone in the room. You said, hey, come here, listen to this. We're going to talk about this. And then you spilled paint all over everybody. And then you're like, right. just kidding. You're all gossip mongers. Don't don't look at the paint on you. Like, why'd, you why'd you guys I spill just, this paint? I was, I, I was like, I was floored that I was like, wait, you invited everybody in this room, but then you're, you're mad that everybody's talking about it. So, you know, I, uh, anyway, you, you made a great point that the issues are systemic. I think that's why for me, I can kind of separate myself. It is not great that this all happened, right. the crumbling kind of, a, of the Hillsong empire, but I can separate it out because I don't, I know that, I know that Jesus is faithful to the people. But the system, I'm, so I'm not saying that the people are evil. They're very complex, and I'm sure the decisions were very complex. And everybody, I really believe that most people did the best they knew how at the time. And having been a pastor at a large church, I can look back and see some massive mistakes on my part. Yeah, that, and and then go, I was, 
I was doing the best I knew at the time. Like now I'm Ditto, repenting, absolutely. Me too. I was doing yeah. the best I could, you know, but I will say that, 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 that for me, that doesn't stop me from talking about that. It really is a systemic systems issue because at the end of the day, it is a byproduct of the system we have in place um, for inviting corporate culture into his church. And right. we did that, right. you know, and it, and it's become the system and the system is the thing that, that needs to, to change. People talk all the time about systems like systemic racism and things like that. And I think in other planes, we, we acknowledge that this exists. Like I, like I acknowledge systemic racism does exist. We all have biases that happens. Right. Um, but it's like sometimes like, it's like for whatever reason, when it's the church, we just go, well, people are sinful. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, we're, yeah, they are. But also, can we please look at this system? Can we please look at this systemic problem? Because we we can pull, like, well, Brian Houston, I, you know, they ended the documentary with that Brian Houston um, obviously resigned, like, days before that documentary happened. Uh, or was released, but they said they they were lamenting that that changes nothing, even if Hillsong crumbles, because the truth is, like there are Hillsong related churches, and Hillsong has had a v- vast influence on the majority of people, um, and that culture is still going to be there. That systemic issue will still be there, even if you remove the person in charge. Uh, because there will just be another person in charge, right? right, that, right. And it may not be at that church, but but there will be another person in charge in the evangelical world. There will be another mega church that ends up gl- having global influence. There already are several, right? Um, and so you know they they were kind of lamenting like it isn't. I mean, he's the issue is more systemic than just one dude. Yeah, it's the fact that there are several big churches with one dude or there are several small churches with one dude. Yep. And so it was, it, they were right. So what you're saying is, is a hundred percent correct to me is, is the systemic issue. And, and again, we talk on this podcast a lot, if you're new about the chicken coop church, which is a church where you got one head guy and then you've got this coop that they try to keep everyone in. Um, yep. and, and this is the one of the largest, uh, which I think is why we keep circling back to it, is because it it is finally that empire is crumbling. I just want to say that any empire not of him eventually crumbles anyway. Right. Um, we weren't meant for that. Like you know, you see that in first century. You see that in Acts. That the Jewish, I mean, the church established in Jerusalem is scattered, and I believe yep. that was the hand of the Lord because they were not going to go. <laughs> they were not. They were not going to move. Um, they were building their little empire in Jerusalem case in point, Peter, and telling yeah, everybody that they had to follow Jewish law. And uh, and they weren't going to go anywhere, and God had God had to break that empire up. And yeah. um, if he had not, we, w- we probably all would not have heard the gospel by now. So, I, you know, that may, be, that may be a bold statement to make, but, but, I, <laughs> but I'll stand by it. If God, had, go. if God had not broken that up, that empire, if that empire had not fallen, and, ooh, Holy Spirit, thank you. And, and if people like Paul had not been willing to call out people publicly and yeah. ask for accountability, yep, then we probably all would not have heard of Jesus. So, yep, because Paul spent what sixty percent of his letters talking about uh, correction in the churches, yeah, absolutely. And you can see that manifest 
So anyway, I don't know what you think about those those bold statements, Brian. I'm sorry, but no. So I think um, we're gonna we're gonna continue the conversation um, about the kind of the the crumbling of the empire, and uh, you you can hear it uh, as a little teaser. You can hear it in the language of so many pastors these days, like from the mega church pastor down to the the pastor of the small church. You can hear like the the anxiety of oh the church is getting attacked and 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 from from our perspective we wouldn't say the church the church isn't getting attacked the way you're doing church is getting attacked that right. and there's there's a there's a tremendous now the church might be under attack for sure the church is but the church has always been under attack but i think god's i believe god's allowing uh, God's kind of allowing these things to come into the light. He's allowing it because he's sick and tired of the the celebrity culture, and he's tired of his people being put under the thumb of power hungry men. Even with good auspices in the beginning, um, we we've kind of forgotten this axiom in in America. But power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that is true of any man, uh, whether it's political or whether it's uh, in the church, because it's it's people, it's just people. So um, uh, I'll leave you on that thought uh, with, and, and let you close us out, Alex. I'll leave you on that thought that God is uh, God is not one to share uh, power and relate relationship and when men and women who have been entrusted to teach the church then take authority from God and try to become the church's protectors they're actually usurping the role of Jesus himself in the lives of the bride of Christ the lives of every individual part of the bride of Christ so that and in bi- biological terms that's called cancer is when the mm-hmm. when the body starts to act and and try to do something that it's not created to do, and Ooh, every preach. and and every single one of us uh, is part of the body of Christ. So whether you're a teacher or a pastor, whatever fivefold ministry you're in, whether you're whether you've been given a gift, uh, the nine gifts in First Corinthians, whether whatever your gifting is, or however you view gifting from the Lord, your gift is important. Your gift is valuable and essential. But when the body tries to start acting like the bride, when the bride starts trying to act like the uh, the bridegroom, you become a cancer to the body. So um, I'll, I'll close with that little mic drop, but I'll let you finish this out, Alex. Ooh, that was a mic drop. I think that's that's a great metaphor. Well, we, we're closing out because this is going to be a two-parter episode. Um, and so that is what is coming up. Coming up, we are going to continue our conversation about Hillsong Exposed and the crumbling of an empire in the chicken coop. So stay tuned for more, and we will see you next time. As always, we want to invite you to join the conversation on Facebook, Insta, or Twitter. Go ahead and leave a review anywhere you're listening as well. Subscribe at patreon.com for extra content and more of the conversation. Also, if you're interested in learning a different way to do church as family and not institution, join us. 
we'll be launching the Uprising My Bird Church movement this fall. There's a Facebook group to learn more, and we'll link to it in the show notes. Also, if you're a decision maker of any kind, even if for your family, we offer consulting, coaching, and counseling through Unveiled United. Be on the lookout for more information for our upcoming book, Uprising, Breaking Free from the Chicken Coop Church.